This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get the home field advantage with health care coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. With Amy Wells and Titans Radio's Rhett Bryan, I'm Mike Keith. We have a very special guest, Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, a man who spent 18 years as an NFL scout and man with the Senior Bowl taking on more importance than ever in 2021. He's sort of been the bell of the ball. You've been everywhere, Jim, and we appreciate you joining us on the OTP. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the intro, and uh, good to be on with you guys. All right, Amy Wells has got the first question. Fire away, Ms. Wells. All right, Jim. In many mock drafts, analysts have the Titans selecting Florida wide receiver Kadarius Toney at number 22 overall. You've seen Toney work. What do you like about his game, and do you believe that he is a first-round pick? Yeah, I've actually seen Kadarius work since high school because he's from Mobile, Alabama. So I've I've been seeing I've been seeing Kadarius since he played played quarterback at Blunt High School here in town. But uh, I do think he's worth a first round pick. He's uh, extremely dynamic. Um, you know, everyone's talking about the usual suspects at the top with Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith from Alabama and uh, Jamar Chase from LSU, and those guys are great players. But Kadarius is really unique. His change of direction skills are. I mean, they're really hard to find. Um, and the fact that he's 190 pounds but plays like he's about 215, he's one of those guys you look at his body type and he's real wiry, um, but he doesn't look like a big, thick guy, so you think contact might affect him. And he's really strong with the ball in his hands. He's really strong in his routes. Um, all you have to do is YouTube some of his highlight videos and you'll see what he does, kind of pinballing and bouncing off contact and running through people and breaking tackles. So, um, he's what the league's looking for right now in terms of like the space playmakers, the Debo Samuel type of guy that you can get the ball too quick. Um, and then as a route runner, like he is such a crisp route runner. It doesn't always, he's, he's funny. It's funny with, with Kadarius. It might not be how you draw it up as a route runner, um, but he can do things that you can't ask other guys to do. So he's got a little bit of freelance to his game as a route runner. But uh, again, you can't coach that short area quickness that he has. So, um, if they need a playmaker inside, and I know they've lost some pieces there um, at receiver with Corey Davis, um, to me that would make sense. He is he is an absolute playmaker. Now I want to stay with receivers because some experts are liking Clemson's Amari Rogers for the Titans. Jim, give me your evaluation on Rogers. Yeah, Amari's a guy that uh, we had to warm up to, quite honestly. When we started watching him last summer, on his junior tape, I was a little lukewarm. Like, he on our board was right around where our cut line usually is for the game every year. And uh, you put on this year's stuff, and he looked like a different player. You know, he, he was coming off a, a knee injury the year before, and uh, this year he was just so much more explosive once he was fully healthy. So, uh, again, looked like a different guy. He's 212 pounds. He looks like a running back. He's really thick. Um, he's a guy I think you could do a lot with. If you've got a creative offensive coordinator – you can do some stuff out of the backfield with him. Um, he's great out of the slot. You know, he, he's checked all the boxes physically in terms of, you know, running the 4-4 time and the mid-4-4 time. He's got great short area change of direction. Um, just really a, a strong player. So, and he's fearless going over the middle. I mean, he, he caught a touchdown pass in the senior bowl where he got his head taken off. And, he, he is, and that's something you need working that, that inside slot. 
he's got that. He's big and sturdy. So that's another guy. Um, probably wouldn't have to take him in the first. You know, if you, if you waited to the second, I do think Amari probably goes somewhere in round two. Um, but if you if you didn't take Tony in one, he would be a good option in two. All right, I'm on fire right now. I have one more receiver for you, Josh Palmer from Tennessee. People I've talked to with around the Tennessee program think he might even be better as a pro than he was in college. Do you agree with that evaluation? Yeah, 100. percent I love Josh Palmer. I've made no bones about it through uh, even through last spring when we started watching Josh. Uh, the year before, we had Juwan Jennings in the Senior Bowl, and, and uh, Marcos Callaway was on that team as well. So Josh was kind of the, you know, he's kind of the third guy. Um, and we saw with Mo, what Marcos did this year in, in New Orleans. He, he went undrafted, and now what he did as a rookie, he probably shouldn't have went undrafted. Um, so Josh was behind a couple of good players. And, and again, the quarterback situation was a, a little uneven up there in Tennessee. Um, so receivers are really dependent position. And I think you saw in the senior bowl down here um, what he does as a route runner and the juice he has as a big athlete. I mean, there's a lot of these smaller guys in the draft that, that have a lot of juice, but Josh can really stretch the field. And what makes him different from a lot of vertical guys, you know, kind of touched on it with Amari, um, Josh is unfazed with, like, safeties playing over the top, bearing down on him. He is a really, really tough guy. Um, and he's smart, and he's mature, and he's got his stuff together. Like, he was one of the most impressive guys we had off the field at this year's Senior Bowl. So, to me, yeah, I would totally agree with whoever's saying that out of the building in, in Knoxville is that um, I do think Josh is going to have a better, better pro career than he, he did uh, in college. All right, I just gave you three. Who were some of the other receivers that really stood out at the 2021 Senior Bowl? You know, it's a, you know, last year's group was really deep um, in the draft. You look at all the guys that made an immediate impact last year um, as rookies, and, and this year's class is really deep as well. So um, Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan, he guys just lost Corey Davis, another, another Western Michigan Bronco. Um, it was great having Dwayne down here because you put on the Mac tape, and he was playing at a completely different speed than everyone else on the field. And, and I've scouted in the Midwest before. There's a lot of Mac corners that run 4-7, so – um, I didn't want to buy in too much to it, but he did. He looked like he was on fast forward when you watched the tape, not, not just at receiver, but in the return game. He's a heck of a returner. And then he came down here at the senior bowl and he, he looked like the same guy. I mean, people couldn't stick with him. So um, again, a guy that's probably going to run somewhere in the four threes, uh, really good with the ball in his hands, not as shifty as the Kadarius Tony. Uh, but when you, when you put the ball in his hands, really good things happen. So, he had a great week down here. Nico Collins from Michigan is a guy that's kind of been a forgotten guy because he opted out. But, he, you know, he, he gives you a different package. He's six foot four. He's 210 pounds. Uh, Nico's going to run really well. Um, had, a, had a great week. So he dropped about 20 pounds. He was 230 pounds is, is on 2019 tape at Michigan. And this year, you know, he came down here. He was about 215. So he looked like a different guy as a route runner and, and quicker um, and faster. So, um, there were a bunch, but those guys off the top of my head, those guys really stick out. All right, Jim Daggy, uh, let's flip to defense for just a couple of moments here. You had a tweet about Florida State's Hamza Nasraldine recently, and people want to know, is he a safety or is he a linebacker in the NFL? And you say it didn't matter. In fact, you said non-position-specific uh, players are becoming more valuable on defense. What led you to say that? Yeah, just talking to, talking to guys around the league. They're looking for, quote-unquote, positionless defenders. You know, it used to be calling, calling a guy a hybrid was almost a bad thing. 
Um, and now it's seen as a really good thing. I think that shows where the league's at in terms of being creative and not pigeonholing guys and, and being able to think outside the box a little bit in terms of using using a guy's specific skill set. So, uh, you know, Hamza's 6'3 and change. He's 215 pounds. If you just stay in your division right now, Darius Leonard, talking to the guys in the Colts this year, he played it right around 212 to 215 this year. So, um, And he's one of the best linebackers in football. So it's not like – we're not we're not in the day and the age of the 240 pound linebacker anymore. I mean these guys are getting smaller and smaller to play in space. So um, you know Hamza, call him what you want. Call him a safety. Call him a strong safety. Call him a will linebacker. He's just a really good football player. And uh, there's a few guys in this class like that. So um, that's the way the league's moving to, and I think it's a good thing. I do want to ask you about a guy that is definitely a safety, and that's Central Florida's Richie Grant. What is so impressive about young Grant? Yeah, yeah, I, lo- I love Richie. It's, it's great that he kind of caught fire coming out of the senior bowl because he's been our, our top-rated safety going back to last spring when we started watching these guys. And he, he's great because he's interchangeable. Um, you know, he's got some free, he's got some strong to him. He's a guy that can can play in the deep half of the deep part of the field and make plays. He does a really good job reading the quarterback and anticipating. He's got range back there, and he's really not, – not only does he make plays, he has like an opportunistic knack for making plays in critical times, which to me it's a knack thing. You can't put your finger on it. Guys, guys just show up around the ball when they need to, and that's Richie. But he, he's not just that center fielder. He can also run alleys and, and knock you out. Uh, one of the best face best tacklers in this draft. So he's an all-around safety. I think he's going to be a really good one for a long time. Um, there's some safeties being talked about in the first round right now, and Richie's not one of them. And I'd take Richie Grant over those guys any day. Wow. The Titans are likely to be in the market for cornerbacks in this upcoming draft. Would you, Jim, say that Syracuse star Efitu Melifanwu might make sense for the two-tone blue? I do. It's, it's a really good corner class, and we're all kind of caught up in the Patrick Sertan, J.C. Horn, um, Caleb Farley. Uh, that's, that's kind of been the trio. But uh, Greg Newsom from Northwestern, I think, has the best speed of any of these guys, and um, had a phenomenal pro day at Northwestern. I think, to me, he's one of the top two. I like, I actually like J.C. Horn and Newsom the best. Um, and and Fatu is not too far behind. I and mean, we're talking about, you talk about prototype measurables. This kid is six foot, six two and a half. He's got 32 plus arms. He's 208 pounds or something. He vertical jumped 41 inches. He broad jumped 11 feet. You know, he ran four in the high in the, the mid to high four fours. So, and he's just such a smooth athlete. So there, there's nothing but upside there. I think a lot of people think know his brother, Obi, um, and Obi never really uh, realized his potential as a pro. So I think a lot of people are holding that against the Fatu, and they're, they're different guys. You, you, you got to treat him, you know, individually, and he's a really good player. So I know teams that, that really like bigger physical corners, um, you know, are really high in Fatu. So if he does go in the, in the late first, that won't surprise me at all. I love the small school guys in the draft, and you had several of the big-name small school guys at this year's Reese's Senior Bowl, including cornerback Robert Rochelle, a bear from Central Arkansas. What are the traits about Rochelle that you like? Uh, similar to if ought to, he's long. I mean, he's, he's a six-foot corner with really long arms. He's twitchy for a big guy. Um, some of these bigger guys are, are more controlled and efficient and smooth in their movements. Um, Robert actually has some twitch when he puts his foot in the ground and breaks on the football. Um, and, you know, again, the testing numbers bear it out too. He, he was a high four, three, 
He was a 40-plus vert. He was an 11-plus broad. I mean, these numbers, the, the numbers this corner class is, is posting right now uh, here in March have been unbelievable. I can't remember a class like it. So um, Robert's been a little bit of the forgotten guy because, you know, they Central Arkansas was one of the only teams that kind of forged their own way this year and tried to have an FCS season. Um, and, again, he didn't get a lot, didn't get the big spotlight. You know, a lot of people didn't see Robert play, but, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, I think it's pretty safe to say he's going to be the top defensive small school player drafted this year, and I think he goes somewhere on day two. Are there other cornerbacks that you're really high on from the 2021 Reese's Senior Bowl this year? Yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, we talked about Richie Grant, his teammate at UCF. Uh, uh, Aaron Robinson is a guy that's a transfer from Alabama, so that says one thing when he was coming out of high school um, if you end up in Tuscaloosa. And he played mostly in the slot for UCF, but he's a bigger slot, and he's hyper-aggressive. He's got that dog mentality. He's just, you know, he plays the position with a ton of swagger. So I, I love him. I think he can play outside. I think he can play inside. As aggressive as he is, I think he could probably get him to play some safety, although we haven't seen him do that. Um, I think Aaron Robinson, there was a lot of talk early. I know Daniel Jeremiah had him in his mock first round for a while. He's probably more of a round two guy, but I really like him. But you mentioned Melifonwu, uh, Robert Rochelle. I think Trey Brown, if you're just looking for a, a, a pure slot from Oklahoma, had an awesome week down here, ran in the four threes at their pro day, one of the fastest guys in this year's draft. Um, we're talking, got his hands on a bunch of balls there at Oklahoma, one of the top PBU guys over the last four years. And then, you know, kind of another name that's off the radar, the junior we had in the game is Benjamin St. Juice from Minnesota. Again, a, a 6-3 corner now. Now we're getting above 6-3 um, and had an absolute great week down here. Long arms, another guy that can run, um, and really did a nice job for 6-3 covering people. A lot of times those 6-3 guys really got to get their hands on you at the line to, to have a chance. And uh, Benjamin can actually move and react with, with receivers. So um, it, was a, it was a deep group this year. I think all those guys and, and some more, like Brian Mills from North North Carolina Central is another small school guy that I think is going to be a really good player. So um, it's a deep class this year at corner. Jim Nagy, I know you were high on Alabama guard Deontay Brown at the Senior Bowl. At his workout at Alabama, he reported for that 20 pounds lighter than he did for you back in January. Why is that so important, in your opinion? Yeah, Deontay came in heavy. I mean, he knows that. When he, uh, I was actually standing with him before he got on the scales at the weigh-ins here, and he was not looking forward to it. Um, and, he, you know, he was a 364 here, so he got challenged by some NFL guys. You know, they, they said, when you come back from pro day, we better see you a heck of a lot lighter. And uh, to lose 20 pounds in, in less than a couple months shows how hard he worked shows how dedicated he was to a, a better diet. And uh, he's a really good football player now. Like, this pro day stuff isn't for him, but he is a big man that can bend and move up and, and move people off the football. So, you know, I just bring it back to last year's class. We had Damian Lewis here at the game from LSU, who went in the third round of the Seahawks and was first team all-rookie. Um, very similar players, big, wide-body guys that can just maul you, um, you know, more gap scheme players. And, and we've got a slightly higher grade on Deontay. We did this fall than we had Damian the year before. So, you know, I think you're drafting an a early starter for your football team. And uh, I think the league is going to more bigger bodies. You know, for a while there, it was a lot of zone stuff, a lot of looking for smaller athletic guys that can get out on the perimeter and get out on the run. And a lot of teams um, like Seattle are going to bigger guys that can just protect the pocket. And, uh, and Deontay certainly fits that. Jim, would you give me a thumbnail on Tennessee guard – Trey Smith. 
Yeah, total pro, really impressive guy here. You know, like we talked about Josh Palmer. I mean, those two Tennessee guys were were about as uh, as buttoned up as you can find. I mean, totally approached this week with a business like mindset. Um, I think he's more of a guard. I think he can play tackle, but I think he's got a chance to be a really high end guard in the league. Big, stout, hard to move through. Um, you know, play square in there. Good technician. Um, yeah, just a, just a really good football player. I know during the week I don't get a chance to watch what's going on a lot on the field because I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off during game week. But uh, just talking to buddies around the league during the week, you know, who's doing good, who's not. Um, and Trey Smith's name came up a bunch of a guy. And then when I finally had a chance to circle the wagons and, and watch the tape, um, I understood why they were saying that because he is, he's a day one starter for whoever picks him. All right, Quentin Minards, senior bowl legend, I would say. All the – Stories about the lumberjack training in the Canadian wilderness, his massive personality, his pride in his lack of six-pack abs, and yet it looks like this D3 guard from Wisconsin Whitewater is the real deal. How good is Quinn Miners? Yeah, he's, he's pretty darn good. And, and honestly, it, it, it took a lot. I mean, I really felt like I was rolling the dice inviting him. Um, his tape from Whitewater didn't blow me away enough to invite him initially. Uh, and then part of it was because he was kind of big and sloppy. And, and Quinn, Quinn and I have had that conversation, so he wouldn't take offense to it. He owns up to it. Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't have football this year, so I got a call early in the fall from an agent that he signed with because he, he, was, he really knew he was going to come out in the draft. And uh, he told me that he'd been working with TJ and JJ Watt and Madison over the summer, was reshaping his body. And then he was down in Dallas working out with Duke Manningweather, who's a, a great offensive line guru. And uh, he was working out with Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. And uh, you could see he was much, much trimmer, really been working on his body. And then when you saw those two players move and do drills together, I, I was like, man, it, there's not much difference here in terms of initial quickness and, and flexibility and movement. Um, so, you know, we took a shot. And uh, when I called him and, and offered him the invite, you know, he, he said, Mr. Nagy, I won't, I won't let you down. And uh, at the end of the week, I mean, I gave him a big hug after the game, and, and I said, man, you sure didn't let me down. I mean, he, he had a great week, and it's going to be one of the all-time great stories out of the Senior Bowl because um, before we invite these guys, I, I really lean, I lean on the NFL a lot. Like, we do all our own work, um, but I talk to I talk, I have formal calls with, with almost every single team comparing our, our board with theirs. And nobody had this guy as a draft pick. You know, I mean, there were a couple teams maybe had him in the seventh round, but they weren't going to pick him in the seventh round. I mean, to, to now, he's probably not getting out of the second round. So, I mean, that's an astronomical jump for a guy. And I couldn't be happier for him because he is the real deal. He is one of the most likable, engaging guys you'll ever come across. What a story. And now, give me a couple other offensive linemen, regardless of position, that you saw at the 2021 Reese's Senior Bowl that you believe are going to be excellent picks for NFL teams? Yeah, this is another really deep group. I mean, my first year here two years ago, we had five offensive linemen go in the first round, and we had nine of the ten guys on, on one of the teams went in the top three rounds that year, nine of the ten guys. So I don't know if we'll quite get to that group, but this one's really good. Um, Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma, whoever picks him is going to have their starting center for – the next 10 years. I mean, he is a slam dunk day one starter, um, three-time All-American, great wrestler, strong hands, great technician, better athlete than people gave, give him credit for. 
Um, you know, Dylan, Dylan Radun from North Dakota State, I'm a huge believer in. He had a great week. Uh, you know, Spencer Brown, for another, another small school guy from Northern Iowa, Spencer Brown was six eight and a quarter the other day, 311 pounds at his pro day, and he ran a six nine seven three cone, which is better than most receivers and DBs. Um, and he, I mean, this guy's tools are off the charts. So if you take Spencer Brown in the you know second or third round, he he's probably got a higher ceiling in terms of just his tools than anyone in this draft. I mean, he's a little ways off because of the lower level of competition, but, you know, in a couple of years, we could, you could be talking about how did Spencer Brown last to, you know, such and such a pick. So a um, lot of good ones, a lot of good ones. James Hudson from Cincinnati is a guy that's just scratching the surface. Um, Alex Leather, Leatherwood from Alabama is going to be a really good one. You know, jumped 34 and a half yesterday at Alabama's Pro Day, has a ton of tools and arm length. Um, so really a good play. If you need offensive linemen this year, this is a great year to do it. All right, so let's hit Jim Nagy with some broad questions as we wrap up. Amy Wells, take it away. All right, Mike, I'll start us off because you mentioned that in the weeks since the Senior Bowl, you've had a chance to actually review the tape and look at some of the players. Which guys do you think helped themselves the most at the 2021 Senior Bowl? Uh, we could go on, and I don't know how to be concise here. Um, honestly, we could go on and on and on. I think um, Demetric Felton, uh, the running back receiver from UCLA, had an unbelievable week here. His his peers, you know, we have their peers vote on them for players of the week, so the, the DBs vote on the wideouts and the O-line votes on the D-line and, and so forth. Uh, but Demetric had a great week. I think he really helped himself. We've talked about guys like Amari and Josh Palmer, Um you know, on the offensive line, Robert Hainsey is a tackle from Notre Dame who came here probably as a fourth or fifth round pick, had never played center before in his life, and played center down here and looked like a natural at it. So I think he's probably going to go in the, the late third, early fourth, and he, he now can play four, four or five positions. He's going to play every, every position for you except left tackle. So he really helped himself with the ability to snap, um, you know, Derek Barnes, the linebacker of Purdue, had an unbelievable week, had a great pro day yesterday. I think he's really underrated. I actually think he'd be a great fit for, for Tennessee and what, what Mike and John look for in football players. Um, yeah, we, we could keep going, but those are just a few. There's a lot of Oso Adigizua, a D-tackle from uh, UCLA, had a phenomenal week. So in a, in a really thin interior D-line class, I really think Oso helped himself. Um, and a guy like Cam Sample from Tulane was almost unblockable. He was defensive player of the game during the game and, and, and was awesome all week. So um, that's just a few. Who are the players at the Senior Bowl that surprised you the most this year? Surprised? I mean, Quinn Miners is at the top of that list for sure. I mean, I did not see Quinn coming down here and, and really doing the job he did. So, I mean, that first and foremost, that one was that – one, that one really – I mean, I love to be surprised, but he, he, he really, really surprised me in a big way. I think uh, Baron Browning from Ohio State put together a really good week outside linebacker. Again, a guy for the Titans because of his versatility. You know, he can set the edge. He can rush. He showed down here he can drop. Um, uh, and Justin Hilliard, his teammate at Ohio State, another linebacker. I mean, Justin Hilliard is a great story. So, Came into Ohio State as a five-star, had a bunch of injury issues, got stuck behind Baron Browning, Pete Warner, and Tuff Borland for, for basically his whole career at Ohio State. They really got him going at the end of the season, you know, against Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game and into the college football playoff. 
And uh, he went from being a, a career special teams guy to coming down here and having a great senior bowl, and he's probably not getting out of the third round now. So um, there's, some, there's some great stories. And, again, you, it's funny how they're usually tied to kids that are like, when you meet them, they're super impressive. So you understand they've been through adversity and, and uh, you know, that they, they got a chip on their shoulder and they've had to prove themselves. It, it all lines up when you see the guys that come down here and really take advantage of it. Okay, Jim, if you were looking at a senior bowl edge rusher who could do well early on as a rotational guy but then could really develop in time, who do you like? Uh, I think Jordan Smith from, from UAB is a really intriguing guy. He, he went to Florida out of high school, ended up at UAB, say 6'5", 6'6". I can't remember the exact measurables, but just a, he looks like a basketball player. Like the whole time during senior bowl weeks, when he was walking around, it looked like, I mean, he looked like he was a, a small forward on, on UAB's hoops team. But um, when he's done filling out, it's going to be scary. He's only around 250 right now, but he's got a lot of natural pass rush ability. He's, he's extremely long. He's got like an 84-inch wingspan. So when he, when he brings that long arm, it's hard, to, it's hard to corral the guy. It's hard to get your, get your mitts on him if you're an offensive lineman. So a guy like him, Dalen Hayes from Notre Dame, I think has a ton of upside because he was never – really featured as a pass rusher at Notre Dame. They used him in a lot of different ways. They never really just, like, let him go. So I think that numbers-wise, on, on paper at Notre Dame, you're not looking at a huge sack guy. Uh, but I think moving forward, he's got a chance to be that at the next level. Like, a, like an 8 to 10 sack guy at some point. Finally, Jim, you know John Robinson and Mike Vrabel from your time with the Patriots. So I'm going to ask you to name five guys from the 2021 Senior Bowl who are Robinson Vrabel guys, guys who fit the mold of a Titans player? Oh, boy. Um, haven't been with those guys in a long time, so I don't know if John's changed on me or not. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean they, want, they want tough football guys, right? Um, they, they want guys that are, are passionate about it and physical and tough. So uh, we talked about Quinn Miners. I think, I think he's a guy. I think Dylan Ravens from North Dakota State is, is a guy like that. I mean, he's – when you watch North Dakota State's tape, you know, sometimes as an offensive lineman, you go right to the tight copy for to the end zone copy of the tape. Well, you can't do that with Dylan because the majority of the time, like, he's, he's just, like, taking dudes out to the boundary and throwing them, you know, throwing them five feet out of bounds. So you gotta, you got to watch the uh, sideline angle just to see how far he takes guys off the screen. So he's a, he's a nasty, nasty dude. He gets after people. I think uh, Derek Barnes we talked about, really versatile, physical, mature, smart, um, all the things they're going to value, the linebacker from Purdue. Um, and then Wyatt Hubert is a guy, uh, an edge guy from Kansas State who came out early as a junior, got his diploma, so he could play in the game. We had 16 juniors in the Senior Bowl this year, um, really taking advantage of those early grads. And uh, Wyatt is, is very similar to Mike Vrabel um, in his play style. Really heavy edge setter, strong technician, good with his hands, um, I can't imagine Mike's not watching the tape of this guy and not kind of seeing a, at least a little bit of himself in him. Um, and he plays his tail off. So he's a guy that has high sack production at the college level in the Big 12. He's faced good tackles. Um, he can bend. He did a lot of pass rush stuff. at three techniques during our week. Out of necessity, we didn't have a lot of interior body. So Wyatt moved in there to three technique in a lot of sub-situations and, and, and whooped up on some guards. So um, – I just see why it is, is, would be a really good fit there in Tennessee. We so appreciate your time. We know how busy you are. Thanks for carving out some minutes with us to talk about 
These uh, senior bowl vets are going to be a big part of the 2021 NFL draft. Jim Nagy, thank you so much for being with us on the OTP. No, no, enjoyed it. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. For Amy Wells and Rhett Bryan, I'm Mike Keith, and you've been listening to the official Titans podcast, the OTP. Where the legends go, everybody knows it's our house. Fighting for Tennessee, making history. Greatness is meant to be ours now. Hey, we got Titan blood running through our veins.